Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today on, a com on Conversations About Dot Dot Dot, we're going to be getting into a couple of things. We received a wonderfully awesome message from one of the people that listened to the show concerning their New Year's goals, so we're going to have that read out to you. And then we're also going to prep you for WandaVision, because that's coming next week. We're going to talk about some facts, we're going to talk about a couple of interviews we've seen, we're going to talk about the uh, Disney Plus Marvel Legends show that's kind of short if you want to watch that to get your head around some of the stuff in the movie version. And we'll drop a, drop a few knowledgeable comic book related tidbits that you may want to get yourself ready for in case you want to you know, get yourself ready for WandaVision and the excitement that's coming because as the Marvel Universe has been shaped now because of things that happened during the course of last year, WandaVision now officially will be the start off of the next wave of the Marvel movie franchises going forward. So, but I don't come alone. As always, I try to I, I try to get around people who are knowledgeable on this geek stuff, just like I am, if not more so. And so I have the honor and privilege of having the Rascal Bros with me. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello <laughs> again. It's me, Smider Roscoe. The younger of the Roscoe brothers. I'm here with my older brother, Jingles Roscoe, the elder of the Roscoe brothers. Ooh. Just in case it was a surprise. Yes. I hope it's oh. not. I, hope, I not. hope we didn't scare you too much with this revelatory news. Apologies. But for you got to remember, things. this could be someone's first show. So you never know. You never know. Surprise! I have an older brother. Surprise! I have a younger brother. It's him. It's him. It was you, oh, brother. It, it was, was you, you the whole time. It's you all along. I was the turkey. All right, so first things first, uh, we were going to have uh, our uh, a wonderful message from Tina, the ultimate fangirl, Clayton, uh, who gave us one of her New Year's goals. So we would like to have that read at this time for your listening pleasure. Sure thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Will came in and said, uh, what were some of the New Year's goals that um, – you wanted to share and uh this was in our um discord server and so a young tina the ultimate fangirl clayton was kind enough to leave a response because she's always good about that she said this i really want to work on my own self positivity because if i'm being honest i still am not 100 percent happy with myself so i really so i'm really trying to learn how to love myself for who I am and what I can do. I also need to remember from either myself or other people that I'm not perfect and that I can't put out so much pressure on myself when I want to do something and have it come out perfect. I also really want to work on more drawings for friends and develop my own characters' stories more. I've been putting it off and putting it off for the sake of drawing things for other people. But this year, I really want to put my character ideas, concepts, and writings into reality. Well, Tina, first of all, I just want to say I hope you do. I would love to see what uh, character things you've got and the stories you've got inside your head. I know just listening to some of the podcast episodes, I know you've got a lot of interesting ideas, and I really would like to see them come to fruition. I'm always a person that wants to see people's ideas go from idea stage to reality. Um, you know, whether it's Atomic Derby, whether it's the projects you're working on, uh, whether it's other projects. I mean, there are people that I know. Uh, I know, as a matter of 
fact, Dirk Manning, who's been on the show, uh, he got hired to write a comic that's going to come out in March called Butts and Seats, uh, the story of Tony Schiavone. And so they're going to be releasing that into the world. And so that'll be really interesting. But I, I really hope you get that out and, and, and take it from a guy who's a little bit older than you. Um, you're never going to be 100% happy with yourself, I don't think. Uh, uh, happiness is weird like that. But you can be content in who you are and understand that none of us are perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect person. So I hope that's a little bit encouraging to you. I hope you understand it. You are who you are, so be who you are. There's nobody else quite like you. There's only one you, really. I mean, the only thing, you know, there really is. There's, you know, based on your circumstances, based on your environment, based on everything you've gone through, good and bad, there's only one you, you know. And so be the unique you you can be. And I really would like to see what kind of things you have to bring to the world. That's my encouragement. I don't know if the, if the Rascals have encouragement that they would like to pass your way as well. Uh, sure. Um, yeah. The what? Echoing what Will said. Um, I don't. I always find that it's unrealistic to try and be perfect, because everybody's definition of perfect is not the same. There is no perfect definition of perfect. It's it's what everybody feels in themselves is. It's different from person to person. That being said, I feel like striving to try and be perfect, um, or attempting to be perfect, is it's an impossible task. There's no way to do it because nobody's perfect. Nobody can be perfect. Um, depending on your faith, there was only one perfect person. Um, and that's that's not me. <laughs> It's not anybody that is currently not me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being imperfect. Because being imperfect is what makes people unique and what makes them special. And if everybody was all the same, then we would all be carbon copies of each other and we'd be exceedingly boring. And um, what makes people special is their imperfections. And... Yep. Um, like we've we've had you as a fan for a long time um and we've had you as a friend for a long time and um yeah i just feel like you're special and you should own that um i think that it's way healthier to do so than to try and be perfect however if there are things in you that you feel like could be improved for the better not just for yourself, but for everyone. Then, yeah, work on it. May it be like health or um, like improving in art or music or singing. Whatever it is that you do, because I know you do a lot. <laughs> um, I'm reminded that in uh, Dungeons & Dragons, bards have when they level up eventually they get an ability called jack of all trades which means that they get a little tiny bonus in pretty much any skill um which i believe that you are a jack of all trades and uh as you get older and keep learning more 
you're only going to be better and better at those things. And um, so improving in that sense is a good thing. But trying to be perfect, I don't think is. And um, that's just my little piece of advice there. Brother? There you go. Yeah, I'm still chewing on uh, some of those some of those elements that you guys have already touched up on about perfection and how it's a impossible standard to push on yourself. Now, I do want to say that there is such a thing as ambition, and there's nothing wrong with that. Having a desire and an ambition can continue to perpetuate your growth. For example, there are things about even myself that I still struggle with, like patience and how I talk to people. And if I were to say that I were completely content, then that would be sort of accepting those flaws as something that cannot be improved. Which is something that it sounds like you are not in a headspace of. However, in a pursuit of improving yourself, you need to be able to take time to stop and accept your current condition. In life, there are times where you're able to stop and listen to yourself in a moments of quiet. And I encourage that in those moments, you remind yourself, you're not where you want to be, but where you are is far improved from where you used to be. And I feel that those are steps that not a lot of people remind themselves about. To accept who they are right there and then. Because you can accept yourself and still be ambitious. And I think that that might be a path that you can explore. That's it for me. Okay. Okay. And I mean, in, in reality, I'll, I'll wrap with this. The fight that you're going to have to fight to get where you want to get is not going to be without enemies. And sometimes those enemies are the voices in your head trying to tell you you can't get there. But just because you hear those voices in your head don't doesn't mean what they say is true. But you're going to have to fight to get to where you go. And on the way, just like, like climbing some steps to get somewhere, sometimes you'll wake up and you'll be moving up those steps pretty quickly. Other times you'll be moving up those steps and your legs and your calves will burn like you've been exercising for 10 hours trying to get up them. But the main thing is, even if you have moments where you fall down and bust your knee, you get back up and keep moving. Winning is winning. Sometimes is just as simple as the getting up in the morning and moving. So, don't don't stop moving to what you want. Don't stop believing in where you want to be. And above all else, you're loved. You're cared about. Uh, you got people in your world that care about you as a person, and it, you've made a positive impact on. You've made a positive impact on me. Just being, you know into this show the way you are, just being in the mythos the way you are, just being into your own podcast the way you are, you, you are, 
you know? So, yeah, whatever it is at the top of that stairwell that you're trying to get after, go get it. You know, if you got people that would encourage you every step of the way. Now, it may not be everybody, and that's fine, because guess what? You're going to lose some people in the process. But just from where I sit, I want to see you. I want to see what happens when you get where you're going. I'm excited to see it. Anyway, now we're going to get into WandaVision. So Disney Plus put out a wonderful little clip show, I think maybe between the two episodes, it might have been like five minutes total, uh, where you got to see little clips of Wanda when she first showed up at Civil War, all the way through her different things and different evolutions as a character in uh, Endgame. And then, you know, and then you saw Vision, who first appeared in the Marvel movies in Age of Ultron, and his evolution to really Infinity War, and then how those affect, how, how we can see maybe those affecting this new world that they're both going into for WandaVision. And WandaVision, I believe, is a nine-episode show. Each episode, I think, is between 25 to 30 minutes each. That will start this coming Friday on Friday, I believe, the 15th. If I'm not mistaken, looking at my calendar here. Uh, yes, Friday the 15th of January. And it'll run for approximately eight weeks starting from there. There'll be a total of nine weeks on that show. But a lot of stuff they're setting up. They're setting up stuff for Doctor Strange 2, the Multiverse of Madness. They're setting up for a lot of stuff as it relates even to Spider-Man 3. Um, and other characters are being introduced that are from other Marvel movies that will uh, be involved in this this show that the way they pr promoted it, first of all, they said that basically the there's more special effect shots in this show than Endgame. And Kevin Feige and them said that was by design. Which I just, I'm like, well, good grief, if there's more special effect shots in this show than it is Endgame, that's going to be a lot of special effects. So, but then it's going to be a nine-episode show. Now, have you guys really read up much about Wanda and Vision before they really made their big debuts in the Marvel Universe? Well, gosh golly, uh, I don't, I don't know this Wanda person, but I am a big fan of the Scarlet Witch. Oh golly, uh, did you Scarlet Witch? I know that one. She is from the X Men. Yes, the one with the. Mutates with the mutants, and uh, yeah. I believe that she was married to her husband, the Vision Lord. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> the Vision, the Visor, the Visor. And if I remember correctly, they had babies that were made-up babies that were not real because the Visor is a robot, and uh, the Wander, who is also the Scarlet Witch, is a witch. Yes. Witches kind can't of. have babies. She's, she's a mutant that has hex powers. What are hex powers? I don't know. They're broken is They're what broken. they are. That's what they are. <laughs> I think that's about right. Right, Will? That sounds I think right. Right. We hit the nail on the head. You, you, you got the nail pretty close to, to flesh across the, uh, across the uh, tabletop, but there's just a little couple of bits of divots as you were swinging at 
But anyway, uh, so the reason I prefer to them as Wanda and Vision is because technically the Marvel movies have not given us her name as the Scarlet Witch yet. That is true. They did advise, however, that by the end of the series, her name will be the Scarlet Witch. Mm. So here's a so. question, Will. Mm-hmm. Sure. Here's a here's a question, because <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be a little facetious and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bust you a little bit here, Will, if sure. that's okay. Why is it that you insist on calling Wanda Wanda as she is in the show, but you don't want to call Grogu Grogu? You want to call him Baby Yoda? The people demand an answer, Will. <laughs> okay. You are now in the court of public opinion. How do you All defend right. yourself, sir? All right, I got you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So when the when babe when the child was first introduced, there was no name given. All right. So looking at the baby, it looked like Yoda, and it was a baby. Hence, baby Yoda. And it wasn't like I invented the name. It was just a name that I, as well as a whole bunch of people, gave the gave the child. So eventually they started calling it the child. But by then, even if it's like a week or two, but by then it was just like we everybody was so used to calling it Baby Yoda. Why are we gonna call out the child? That just feels weird. That doesn't feel right. Like Baby Yoda rolls off the tongue a little bit better than the child does. But even then people started incorporating the child. They would say like Baby Yoda or the child. They kinda wind that in there, okay? So then you have they reveal in season two of The Mandalorian, the Jedi episode, where it's Grogu. And so now a lot of times I will try to say all three. I don't always say all three. Sometimes I just wrap it up to Baby Yoda because that's the easiest thing that most people recognize when you say it. If you say Baby Yoda, oh yeah, the little baby little baby from the Mandalorian. So it's not that I insist not to call him Grogu, it's just I got so used to calling him Baby Yoda, that's the first frame of reference that I go by. Mm. I, I see. I see. Um, counselor, may I approach uh, the defendant? Uh, the the chair, this rocking chair I'm sitting in, the chair recognizes the representative from the Roscoe family. Excellent. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Big Will Holland. Can I call you Will? Sure. Mr. Mr. Will Holland. Mr. Uh, you know, I, actually, can I call you Mr. Big? Will's fine. Because <laughs> Mr. Big feels like I'm a gangster or a bad guy from the cops TV show, cops cartoon from the early F- 80s. Uh, fair enough, Mr. Big. So, <laughs> <laughs> could you please explain to the court, what is the name of the weapon of the Jedi? A lightsaber? A very good... Uh, however, I believe that you'll find that there are called laser swords. Okay, I do remember vaguely when Lucas described them that originally before they became lightsabers. But yes, the generic name for them was laser swords. But again, since I was born in 73, I wasn't old enough to see the original films. By the time I was first exposed to Star Wars, the only thing I knew was lightsaber. Aha, so you admit that they're actually called lightsabers. I, I started off by saying lightsabers, actually, so I've already admitted then. Are they <laughs> laser swords or lightsabers for this court? Answer us! Oh. 
<laughs> he could start off calling them light swords, and then eventually it became lightsabers. Because if you'll notice, a lot of times when people use quote lightsabers in other media, they will say unlicensed light swords. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This man claims that the Ronin warriors are the exact same as the Power Rangers. I rest my case. Oh, what? Wait, 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 what? <laughs> Your witness! Where did the Ronin warriors get involved in the uh, I, I, I do, I do say because, like, in the in the same vein, um, the 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 shows, the TV shows, and the movies uh, for the MCU have always just called her Wanda Maximoff. That's uh, right. they they never called her the Scarlet Witch, which is fun. All of the official stuff for the Mandalorian referred to the child as the child. That's that's the name that they were given, and so mm. because of that, I was. Uh, personally, I was easy. It was easier for me to be like, okay, that's the child, mm-hmm. or if anything, I'll be like the baby because he's a baby, or the kid. I always, I just defaulted to the kid, right. so I'm in the wrong. So I, yeah, <laughs> I always, uh, I used what the uh, official name was that they had given him before his real name was officially given here, not but a couple months ago, um, for all the Star Wars fans to to call him. His yeah. name is Grogu, um, and nobody else to call him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Come on, guys. Dave Filoni and John Favreau worked really hard on that they name. They worked real hard to give us that name, guys. Um, and so, like, I, I never subscribed to Baby Yoda because he's not Yoda. He never was Yoda. He is a baby that looks like Yoda. But they'd be like, you know, calling all of, all of the clones Django Fett or Baby Django, even though they're not. Uh, baby they're- Django is Boba Fett. Yeah, exactly. That's Boba Fett. His name is Boba. <laughs> no, it's Baby Django. It's Baby Django. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Let me uh, let me counterpoint in the in the style similar to what we're dealing with with that. Uh, okay. I'm gonna call him Baby Django. Okay. <laughs> I don't I've care what his real ba- name is. I've been calling him Baby Django my entire life. I've been calling him Baby Django since he showed up. Okay. I'm not in, gonna change it. In episode two, <laughs> Attack of the Clones. <laughs> um, and so for me, it was always easier for me to to call him the child. Yeah. Because that's all the official things refer to him as the child, and then. When we had that conversation, Will, where like uh, John Favreau said that it was okay to call him Baby Yoda, and I think he that did. mainly comes because everybody just kept calling him that, even though he kept saying the child, yeah, the child, yeah, the child. I feel like he got exasperated and threw his arms up in the air and like, fine, Baby call Yoda, Baby if your Yoda, guys are gonna be you... that way. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your laser sword. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Jedi? Are you a Jedi? Only Jedi's carry those things. Maybe I killed a Jedi and took it from him. Nobody can do that. Qui Gon Jinn was a masterful Jedi. Okay, and by the way, before, um, before, before Wanda, before I referred to her as Wanda, when I saw her. It was like it wasn't until they said, "Oh, she's going to be playing Wanda Maximoff." Because for a while, when they cast Elizabeth Olsen, they didn't say who she was playing. Right. Yeah. And so when I saw her, I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh, that's that—that's the taller Olsen sister." 
that nobody knew existed until a few years ago. There was a third one of you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like It's like, okay, there's Mary-Kate and Ashley, and then there's this one. <laughs> it's like, wait, she, but she, she looks like them, but she's not quite like, like she's taller and very much more statuesque and almost like a model level person, you know, whereas they're just kind of, you know, like I think their body stopped at like their fifth or six hundredth movie and it just never grew past that point. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just odd. So, yeah, I unofficially called, before I officially called her Wanda, I unofficially called her the third tallest, tallest Olsen sister. Boy, that's a mouthful. So, I, I'd, yeah, I'd seen her I, in movies before, so I always called her Elizabeth Olsen. Didn't even um, associate her with Mary-Kate and Ashley. I just called her the other Olsen. The other Olsen. <laughs> the other Olsen. But, now she, but now I call her Lizzie Olsen. What do you call... Uh, Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, just a he's he's just a less attractive Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Yeah. The dude that was on New Kids on the Block. <laughs> yeah, the less attractive the less attractive Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Or the better looking Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who's that better looking Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> the Wahlbergers guy. Yeah. <laughs> He does show up in Wahlburgers sometimes. No, that's another Wahlburg. Yeah, that's another Wahlburg. That's another Wahlburg. <laughs> I didn't that's say Paul Wahlburg. I'm saying he shows up on the show. Don't get your burgers mixed up. Technically, you said the Wahlburgers guy. Yeah, that could did. mean anyone. Fair enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, are, there are actually a lot. A there are a lot of Wahlburgers. I'm that show with Tom Selleck where he's a cop. Blue chip or something like that. <laughs> Blue chips. That'd be like if uh, if Dino Roscoe became like super famous and yeah. like totally bypassed us. <laughs> Which he totally could do. Let's be honest here. He's got. He's very personable. He's easily the. He's easily the most personable, most charismatic of the Roscos. Mm-hmm. But there are many of us. Yeah. And uh, that'd be like if he shot up into superstardom, and so like, hey, who's that better looking Jingles Roscoe? <laughs> <laughs> so would he be like the Rock version of y'all, the Rock of y'all's family? No, he'd be the Mark Wahlberg of our family, mm-hmm. or the Thank Alec you, Baldwin of our family. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, so which okay. would leave probably me to become a dirtbag. <laughs> oh, oh, I dear. could be a dirtbag too. Oh shoot, you're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'll just make the really sappy family films. That's, That's what right. I'll do. <laughs> yeah. Boy, this got layered. This got layered. Layered uh, quick. But yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I will. I will. Can say, I get off the stand now, or am I still on the stand for the Baby Yoda slash Grogu slash child thing? Huh? I'm just curious. Oh, hey, know. Will, what are you doing up there, man? Yeah, We're supposed to be there, talking Will? about the Scarlet Witch. I know. Y'all put me on the stand. I just need to make sure. The right I just, why are you I just still there, man? To give it's you not... a hard time about the whole why, thing. Why are you still up there, man? It's not locked. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's open. I don't want to break out. stuff. Okay, I want permission. I need permission to make things happen. I don't want to just break you doors. I uh I do want to like I know we're probably eventually going to build towards this mm-hmm. about like her eventually gaining the moniker in universe of right. Scarlet Witch. Yep. Um but uh I I just wanted to point out like it just is still in regards to her becoming the Scarlet Witch versus you know, all of us just calling <laughs> Baby Yoda and yeah. and stuff like that. I think the biggest mm-hmm. um, 
sort of hardest pill to swallow about that is that the name Baby Yoda was a community-created idea. That was, yeah. However, his in-universe moniker was The Child. The Child, yeah. And then his real name was Grogu versus Scarlet Witch, who, you know, we still occasionally call Scarlet Witch, even though she hasn't attained the MCU moniker of that yet. Yeah. Um, So we're encouraged to call her by her real name, Wanda. Wanda Maximoff, yeah. Until... (gasps) She becomes the Scarlet Witch with powers. Only well, we as powers. Po- with powers as great as they are vague. Yes. <laughs> she is incredibly mm-hmm. powerful with powers that are hard to kind of pin down. <laughs> she could do a lot. <laughs> basically, she alters probability. And she can basically has what's called hex powers. Where she just can create pretty much whatever she wants to. I mean, case in point, she created a set of twins with her magic and made them real life beings. How? I don't mean, well, know. Point where she whispered a phrase, uh, which Elizabeth Olsen was in an interview with Vogue, I believe, and was talking about the fact that uh, back when she was cast for Scarlet Witch. She, she even said it like that. Back when I was cast to be Scarlet Witch, eventually. Uh, she said, Josh Whedon handed me a bunch of comic books. And one of the comic book series that she handed me was the House of M stuff, but he also handed me the stuff that was lead up to House of M. Ooh. And so she said, I thought it was always interesting read. how this character had this power that wasn't 100% like, this is the encyclopedia of all of Scarlet Witch's abilities. But... She said over time, once Scarlet Witch, in her insanity, realized how much power she really had, um, she was able to speak into an existence, literally a reality, where her father, Magneto, and her brother, and her ruled mutant kind. But then, over time, she finds out that her father manipulated her to do so. Mm -hmm. So then, in a fit of anger... She ends up yelling. She ends up saying the words "normal mutants" and reduces uh, the population down to ninety-eight total mutants on the planet Earth. And so there was a series that went on for about a year called the Ninety-Eight. Because I mean, just people just vanished. There was no like death. There was no nothing. It was just they were just they just didn't exist anymore to the minds and the hearts of the populace. Which is just insane to think about that level of power, but she said that the ultimate goal was to get her to this point to really make her the bad guy that deep down she doesn't want to be, but that her powers take her in that direction. I have a question, because sure. I'm thinking about it right now. I can't remember, so I want to see if you guys off the top of your heads can remember. What's Quicksilver's name? Oh, oh, I, I know. Pietro. Dang it! <laughs> Next time, just blurt out the Never answer, brother. Mind. Don't even, like, raise your hand like you did. Never mind. <laughs> I thought you wanted it blurted out. I'm sorry I you realize like you're in a classroom setting now. You guys was... are setting the face for me. Y'all are alternate realities. You need to let me know. I... You're in a classroom. I was waiting for the teacher to call on me, Will. <laughs> it's okay, brother. Here's a gold star. Thank you. Notice me surprised. This is Notice a me. small... <laughs> This is a small but adequate compensation for my emotional needs. You are allowed to put the star next to your name tomorrow morning. Thank you. Yes, I was just wondering. It was all like Wanda and 
Dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pietro. There we go. Pietro pretty much is the Marvel's answer to the Flash, except there's no speed force. He just runs really fast. He's just that fast. Yeah. And he's a smarmy dude who, like... like he is pretty There are smart. times in the Marvel comics I remember, like, he would get on Captain America's nerves more than, like, anybody else. Yeah. Like, Namor would get on Captain America's nerves less. And that's saying something, because Namor could just be outright just... <laughs> yeah. Um... You guys remind me, I believe it was the case that uh, Wanda and Pietro, they were villains starting off, right? Exactly. Yes, yes. they were part of the Brotherhood of Mutants with their father. Ha-ha! We are the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants! Okay, maybe drop some of that, Magneto. We are the Brotherhood of Mutants? See, that's better. That's it, more approachable. It doesn't seem like you're... It's. It makes you sound like you think you're right. If you put <laughs> evil in the name, then you're just all like, I'm being bad because I'm bad. But we are evil mutants. Yeah, but don't don't say that because then people will be like, well, they're evil. Why would I want to support them? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Magneto has to think about the political leanings of his team. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted to take down mankind. <laughs> And make it so that mutants could live, you know, and, and be, you know, I don't know, not be, you know, not be pumped on or anything. Like, we want to run. I think the, I think the term you're looking for is ostracized. Ostracized would be a good term for that, yeah. In the world and stuff. Start off with that. They want to make sure everything's going good and everything's there. Uh, they wanted to make sure that they were. They eventually something happened. I don't remember the old comics, but eventually they became Avengers for a while, mm-hmm. and so they left the Brotherhood of Mutants and became Avengers. And so then that's where Wanda met Vision, uh, who in the comics was also built by Ultron along with Hank Pym. Because Hank Pym was like the most destructive force in the Marvel Universe for a while. Because he just created stuff that just went bad. I mean, he helped create Simon Williams that was Wonder Man that at one point attacked the Avengers multiple times. He created Ultron that has attacked the Avengers. I lost count. And then Vision, we didn't know where he lined up for a while. And eventually you realized he was good. But of course, in the Marvel movies, uh, Vision was created in a combination with Tony Stark Vision, uh, uh, sorry, Vision was created in a combination with Tony Stark, Ultron, and the, was it the Soul Stone that he had on his head? Mind Stone. The Mind Stone, okay. So it's a combination of those three things. And so, of course, with the Marvel movies, they kind of take things a bit different, partly because you, you couldn't have mutants, because Fox owned the right to the word. Yep. For the longest time. So you couldn't have mutants of any kind. So everything had to be altered or genetically modified or enhanced people. So the first time we see Wanda in the Marvel Universe, it's at the end of Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, when you see them in a lab, you know, she's balancing some bricks and some blocks and such. And then Pietro's like trying to like high speed out of the middle of this deal. You just see him kind of running and 
really quick speeds back and forth in a small cell, so you didn't have a whole lot of space to move. Uh, but so uh, you see them for the first time there. You then see Ultron manipulating them to where Scarlet Witch starts implanting these visions in the heads of all the Avengers. And to where I think almost all the Avengers at some point, those visions became reality, they said, except for the Hulks. The Hulks never really came to full fruition yet. But, but that doesn't mean that they can't. So, but, you know, Steve eventually did get to go back to Peggy. Uh, Tony eventually had to sacrifice his life to save the rest of the world. You know, I don't think she got to do Hawkeye, because I think Hawkeye, like, did something to her when she was trying. But, um, Scarlet Witch did go back to the Black Room. Eventually, when we get the Scarlet Witch movie, we're going to see that come to fruition. And then Thor, I think he saw the fall of Asgard. Which that happened in uh, Infinity War. The fall of Asgard? Yeah. That happened I mean, in uh, Ragnarok. Well, 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 yeah. The okay. Because remember, I'm thinking more along the lines of what Anthony Hopkins said when he said Asgard is not a place of the people. He saw the place fall in Ragnarok. He saw the people fall when Thanos started ripping fools apart in, in, in the beginning of uh, Infinity War. Interesting. So I'm kind of looking oh. at it from the standpoint of what they set up in the movie that Asgard is a people, not a place. Okay. So I see what y'all are saying, and that absolutely makes sense. <laughs> Interesting just, argument. I, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll say. I got you. I say I disagree, but I see where you're coming from. Okay. Okay. I'm of that okay. mind as well. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that's all about the podcast episode. We can sit down and talk about did the fall of guys what we'll happened when Ragnarok we'll, occurred. Yeah, we'll, we'll just title it uh, uh, <laughs> The Falling Out of the Roscoe Bros and Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Hashtag it's all been fun, guys, but it's all over now. Yeah. <laughs> Got in a fight over Ragnarok. <laughs> well, dude, everybody hey, gets been... in a fight in Ragnarok. That's true. Mm. But we get Korg out of it, so that's not so bad. So, that's not so bad. So oh. if you really think about it, we win. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I dig that. There you go. Fight over. <laughs> anyway, so we get the... We, we really get this... Uh, we, we get the, you know, of course, Wanda... Uh, it's been manipulated by Ultron. She starts realizing... She really... First, she's the one who really starts realizing they've been manipulated. And to the point where... Her brother kind of just looks at her, played by, and I can't think of the guy's name, but he was the guy that played Kick-Ass as well. I can't remember. It's kind of funny, because him and the buddy from Kick-Ass both played a version of Quicksilver. Yeah. Because the buddy of his, not the, my, not the guy with the glasses, but the other guy, there was a buddy of his, a really skinny guy, played Quicksilver in the Fox Universe stuff. So I just think that's kind of an interesting um, seven degrees of separation there that's really more like two. But anyway, so that occurred. Uh, there's this moment where Hawkeye is saving some kids and then all of a sudden Pietro realizes that this helicopter, I think, is about to shoot all these... Shoot. 
this wait, wait, stuff, wait. and all of a sudden, he... really, really quick, Will. Sure. Are you just recapping the the videos? Well, I wasn't thinking of it as recapping the videos. I mean, we've all seen them all the movies. Yeah, but I'm like, are you recapping her whole history in the MCU? I was kind of a goal, but quickly. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, BT Dubs. His name is Aaron Taylor Johnson, the most white okay. man name I've heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's a that's a white man name. <laughs> that, is, heard it. that is a very white name. John Johnson. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. That would be Jim because his name would be James Johnson. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, I only ask Will because, um, to be perfectly honest, anytime that we do recaps of anything, they tend to take up quite a bit of time. Yeah. Okay, so well, in that case, let's stop doing recap. Yeah. Let's just start talking stuff. Sure. Uh, okay. So. Did you guys get to see the trailers, tra- trailers, because there have been many of them, for WandaVision? I'm pretty sure we've seen all the trailers so far, unless there's another one that dropped within the last two days. To be perfectly days. honest, I've seen in my feed, like, oh, exclusive look at this, exclusive look at that. And I'm all like, are they dropping more little tiny trailers? They've dropped quite a few. Little That's baby trailers? Um, yeah. The last one that I saw was... Uh, Kind of the big one where they were like really showing off like scenes and stuff from the show and yeah, what's her face is so like but you're dead and then she laughs and then drives away. (laughs) (laughs) Her name is in the the show is Agatha. Uh, That's in reference to the comics where they had a character named Agatha Harkness, I believe, who is a witch herself. Uh, in the comics, she was originally brought in to help take care of the babies. Uh, oh, I remember she was in... uh, she was uh, not like a midwife. Uh, she was like a nurse to them. Yeah, she basically took care of the babies. She was like white haired. Yeah, uh, a lot of people didn't she realize was she was actually old. a witch herself. Yeah, she was an old lady that was so like yeah. your children are very special. And Wanda's like, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> And then Not, the and then the studio laugh track kicked in. Yeah. And then that one and obnoxious guy in the crowd was all like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. And it wasn't until they kind of eventually went through they started this a long time ago and then eventually they did a series called Avengers Disassembled, where Scarlet Witch started realizing that uh yeah, everything she created was literally a lie. Uh, like at one point, she basically rebuilt Vision to where, if you remember, the she had he had the original color scheme like he does in the movies, kind of the green and the red and yellow. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, he just had all white body. Mm-hmm. He got mm-hmm. destroyed in a battle, and she rebuilt him, not realizing that the whole time he, in the comics that he didn't have a memory of who she was anymore. By like the all way, his. I hate that all white look. Yeah, I don't like that look. <laughs> just, just it, well, it, it was very bland, and I think that was the point because it almost felt like for the longest time his most of his emotional stuff was white. Oh, and so, yeah. Symbolically, you know, just, that makes sense. Yeah, he just wasn't very. He had no color because he had no real quote personality or anything that made him mm. feel like the real vision. Oh, um, by the way. 
Jingles mm-hmm. and I watched a video recently talking about one of the old Marvel arcade games. And mm-hmm. I think it's called uh, Captain, Captain America, America and the Avengers. Yeah. And like the like we were so confused because the roster in that the playable roster in that game is Hawkeye, Captain America, Iron Man, and the Vision. But it's his all white look, and we were absolutely yeah. confused and we're like, what's happening? And so we I actually had to look it up and I was like, Oh, it is the vision. Because we thought it was um we thought it was somebody else. Yep. I remember there was uh an Avengers video game that I played mm-hmm. when I was very young in, in the arcades that had Moon Knight as a playable character. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, we saw that recently and That's we thought that was very interesting. No. Uh-huh. Now, you know, uh, I did mention that somebody from the other Marvel movies is going to be showing up, but it's going to be a much older version of the character. So, uh, Tiana Paris is playing the adult version of Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel. So, if you remember the little girl that was in Captain Marvel, and remember that movie was based in the 90s, because I had... Somebody actually at work tell me today, like, there's no way that, that she could be that old because we just saw her in Captain Marvel and she was a young eight year old girl or something like that. I was like, well, yeah, but you got to remember that was in the 90s. So fast forward to the snap and then fast forward five years ahead of that. Mm-hmm. I was, I was yeah, a little boy in the 90s. Yeah, she's very much to be an adult by now. <laughs> so I'm an adult but anyway, now. She'll be playing the adult version of Monica Rabu. Uh, and if you've seen the trailer, she's the black, African-American woman who shows up, opens it, and when Wanda opens the door, and Wanda looks at her and says, who are you? And she's like, I don't know. And then like the whole thing resets again, and it's kind of this idea like, wait, that wasn't the response I wanted. Let me rewrite that. And we're not 100% sure if that was maybe Agatha or Agnes doing her thing or if that was, uh, or if that was Wanda doing her thing. But either way. So, just to let you know, you are seeing some characters. Uh, Wallace, I can't think of the agent's name. I'm trying to look it up now. I know he is the guy who played an agent. He also plays the dad on Fresh Off the Block. Or Fresh Off the Boat. And he's an oh, agent I know that one. Yeah, yeah. He was in, in Ant-Man series. and the Wasp, yeah. Huh. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. quick uh, hypothetical question. Uh, what would freak you guys out more? Waking up from a decade-long coma or mm-hmm. suddenly not remembering who you are? You're still you, but you just don't remember. I think uh, suddenly not remembering who I am would probably suddenly be... Suddenly not remember who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I yeah, I think maybe a like, coma for me. Like, if I woke up 10 years later out of a coma, and I've been in a coma for 10 years, but I still remember who I was, then at least it's like, crap, I've lost 10 years of my life. Okay. Huh. Now, what if you wake up with from a 10-year-long coma, and you don't remember who you are, but now you have awesome kung fu powers? Worth it. 
awesome unexplained kung fu powers. Really cool. So I don't remember kung anything about. So let me make sure I understand this. So I woke up from a coma. I've been in it for ten years. I don't remember anything about myself, but I have kung fu powers. Really cool kung fu powers. <laughs> I feel like that's a tougher one, but I still feel like I'd be frustrated because I'd be trying to figure out who I was. That's okay. You have your kung fu powers to fight through all the bad guys to find the answers. This summer, in <laughs> Will Holland wakes up from a coma. <laughs> Will Holland beats up wakes everyone. Up a <laughs> so, now, with the show... It does have a lot of parodies from a lot of old school TV shows as well as a lot of sitcoms. I've seen a short list. I know they're referencing My Two Dads, I believe. They're referencing Bewitched. I Love Lucy. Uh, later on, we're going to see stuff from the Brady Bunch, I believe, as well as Roseanne. You know, and other different TV shows. While they're going through this interesting alternate reality, that Wanda may or may not have created. So, how do you feel about a format of a show where you wake up in a where you're in a sitcom world? It's such an interesting thought because it's definitely played to to make you uneasy. It's supposed to make you feel like something is wrong here, and everybody's pretending that there's nothing wrong. For me personally, I just think that the premise is sort of. Interesting as a timepiece. You remember um, Fallout 3 mm -hmm. had this whole side quest where you find your daddy yeah. plugged into this machine. And yeah. everybody plugged into this machine believes that they live oh, wow, in this I remember that. whole alternate, like nothing wrong at all world. Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Yeah, and every and you know there is so much wrong going on right now. Yeah, but nobody understands it. Nobody knows. And, yeah, and all this and the whole thing that goes along with it, it's terrifying. Yeah, like you you know what's happening, and everybody is all like, everything is awesome, nothing is bad. Also reminds me of an episode of uh, Justice League. Not so. I was gonna I was gonna deposit here. Mm -hmm. Um, that it's interesting that this style of deconstruction of storytelling has all, it almost feels like it's kind of come and gone because there was a point in the 80s and 90s where there were stories of we're trapped in a simulation and not everything's great mm -hmm. and then that feels like that sort of came and went and it's interesting to see WandaVision come back to that because we had stuff we had stuff like Pleasantville with Tobey Maguire and uh, the Truman Show mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but which were using those settings to make you uncomfortable and those were old familiar settings like 50s sitcoms like Bewitched and it's Interesting for me to see that not only are they doing that area, but they're doing multiple eras of sitcoms yeah. throughout the years. Because it looks like that they're jumping around to the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. And it makes me wonder not only how far are they going to go into those eras, 
when are they... I'm sure they're going to be really subtle about it, but when are they going to come to the revelation of what they're suffering? And that is the simulation. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's a point in the trailer where Agnes is in the car, and it's like she's asleep. And so all of a sudden, Vision shows up. Vision is flying around, and he shows up, and he like taps on her window, and she's like, oh, 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 am I dead? And Vision's like, no, why would you ask that? And she's like, because you are. And she starts laughing. Well, sure. Like, and, I'm sure and I'm sure he figures out that there's something eerie and about, but at mm -hmm. what point do they go from there's something wrong to we're in a simulation? Mm-hmm. So that well, I think even it's, a point in one of the, it's going to be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. well, there's even a point in one of the trailers where Scarlet Witch and Vision are holding hands, and you hear the agent through the radio saying, "Wanda, Wanda, are you okay? Wanda, this is Agent such and such. I'm trying to get your attention. Are you all right?" And so I think there'll be points where people are trying to break into the world to try to get her out. So. That'll be interesting as well. I don't know what kind of speculation we're doing, um, but like, just from what I know of the comics, and mm -hmm. it seems like this is going to be similar in vain to the House of M event, um, and other times like similar times like that with uh, Scarlet Witch in the comics. Um, I don't, I don't know what to expect so much, um, but. It's it's pretty clear that from the trailers and stuff like that that they're they're showing that this what's going on right now isn't real and there's something very wrong happening and so right. it's going to be very interesting to see what it is that um, this all leads up to. Well, and Feige did advise that um, they are using this to retcon how she got her powers, because of course in Age of Ultron, they say, well, she got her powers because Hydra was experimenting with the Mind Stone. Mm -hmm. And so they're using the Mind Stone to incorporate Quicksil give Quicksilver and her powers. But what Feige said in the interview as well was that basically, no, the Mind Stone unlocked what was already there. Mm -hmm. And so then, of course, you know, now that they've got the rights back to X-Men and everything, that eventually... There'll be a point where, you know, they even say that, well, maybe she was a mutant from birth. And so that's how they're going to start to integrate the X-Men into the world of Marvel as well. Mm -hmm. So, and Jimmy Woo is the agent, by the way. Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. And Darcy Lewis is coming in from Thor. If you remember... Uh, Darcy. Darcy Cat Dennings, mm -hmm. who played Darcy Lewis uh, in the Thor movies, is coming back as an agent of SWORD as well. Sword. So, and Randall Park is the person who plays Jimmy Woo. Yes, Randall Park. So, I hope Ra Monica Rambeau becomes Photon in this show. Like, I hope, like, because there's a scene where Wanda, we don't know why, but, like, she's, you see Monica Rambeau being thrown through dimensions, if you remember the scene from Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. where he kind of hops through different dimensions, and then she lands out, and J Jimmy Woo shows up, and all the rest of the people, and she's just looking, and they're like, what happened to you? And she's like, I don't know. You know, and so I think it'd be cool if she ends up becoming Photon during this series. That way, if they want her to become Photon by the time you get Captain Marvel 2 out, that'd be a great way to set that up. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting thought. So, and then whatever is coming, I mean, they've already confirmed that Wanda is going to be the bad guy, the main bad guy that Doctor Strange is going to have to deal with in Multiverse of Madness. So, it's like, how crazy is this going to get that Doctor Strange has to show up? Does Doctor Strange show up in the show, perhaps, at the end? And that's what leads, you know, back to... And you got to think, too, if you go back and look at it in-game, the scene that I thought was really interesting was when she walks up the Thanos, and she's just like, you took everything from me. And he's like, child, I don't even know your name. She's like, you will. And she starts wrecking shop on Thanos to the point where he calls out a strike on everybody. <laughs> just everybody gets hit. Yep. And in order to stop her from ripping him in half, basically, or whatever she would have done. And I mean, even when they're in Wakanda during Infinity War at one point, you know, uh, Okoye is like, why was she in the building again? <laughs> so like Wanda showed off huge amounts of power spikes even before she really began to understand what she was able to do in the other movies. Mm-hmm. So, and I also wonder if perhaps we get a new version of Vision at the end. I mean, I, they're always talking about Young Avengers being a spinoff of this at some point, so I'm guessing that Wiccan and Speed, who are her two kids who were in Young Avengers at one point, the comics... Uh, and also in the series called Children, Avengers Children's Crusade that again kind of revolved around the fact that because these two kids existed with chaos magic that demons and Doctor Doom and a whole bunch of other people were trying to get after the kids. Of course, here's Wanda and the rest of the Avengers trying to protect the kids and so then of course it's kind of this big crossover between Wanda as well as the Wanda and the Avengers as well as the young Avengers coming together to kind of keep them safe. All these mystical forces were coming after that all. Mm-hmm. So, are you excited about the show? Do you? I mean, I know this is the first big Marvel show. We didn't have a Marvel show really in 2020. This is the first big Marvel show we're getting. Uh, I am excited for the show. Uh, I'm mainly excited for the show because I don't know a whole lot of what to expect. Um, and uh, I'm, I've been, um really trying my best to be supportive of the MCU um, and the spinoffs as much as I can. Uh, I still haven't They've been watched, good to us. I, I still haven't seen um, the third season of Daredevil. We haven't gotten to that yet. Um, I mm. haven't seen... Um, I didn't watch Iron Fist. I haven't seen The Defenders. I didn't watch um, the other shows that were on all the other stuff like Cloak and Dagger, Marvel Runaways. Runaways. Uh, I didn't watch uh, Inhumans. Uh, I watched, I watched um, Agents of Shield for a while, but mm-hmm. then it got to a point where I was just really tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I've, I've, I'm expecting good things from One Division and eventually uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I'm expecting good things from them. Yeah. Um, but some of these shows have kind of been hit and miss. And so it's hard to say what to expect because I don't know what to expect. 
Um, but I'm I want Robbie Reyes back. I want Robbie Reyes. Period. Not yeah. just back, but just just just, just all him. around. Just him. Just him. Just him. Yeah. Can we get that? Hey, Gold you never know. He could he could show up in the multiverse of madness. That's the thing about the multiverse of madness. You could bring in so much stuff from that. I mean, you could bring him. You could bring. I mean, you could bring in Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Uh, Mahershala Mahershala Ali. 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 Mahershala you could bring in... I mean, they're doing a Hellstorm series on Hulu. I don't know how well it did. I've not watched it yet. But uh, they're doing Hellstorm there. So, I mean, you've almost got the Midnight Suns. Here's a you know. here's a thing that I think has been bugging me about the MCU-adjacent TV shows that okay. were around for a while. The movies and the TV shows were always very separate-looking. The right. the TV shows would have reference to what was going on in the movies, but yeah. not the other way yeah. around, like, ever. And that was something that bugged me a lot. Like, I was actually pretty upset that we didn't get any of the characters from the TV shows in Endgame. Not a one. And that actually bugged me a lot. Um, because I was like, this is a big opportunity to bridge the gap more. But they didn't do it. And so... Um, this time they're taking characters from the movies and making a TV show with them. And yeah. that's that's something that's got me interested because it's going to be different now. And well, um, yeah, it was something that was legitimately bugging me for a while. I was like, I really want to see Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist in Endgame. But nothing. They brought back yeah. everyone else, but not those guys. They claimed it had to do with the way the Netflix contract was drawn up. That there were certain things they didn't want these characters going into these bigger movies. But then my thing is kind of like, if these characters are in these bigger movies, then they're going to come back to your service to watch their shows. So I don't understand how that's a bad thing for you. Yeah. But rumor has it, and again, this rumor has it, this is speculation. There's nothing been officially announced on either of the next few days, I'm going to say. So just please take that with a grain of salt. Charlie Cox is supposed to be rumored to be involved in Spider-Man Three. There's, there's been, as Matt Murdock. I've been hearing a lot of uh, notes and stuff that it's it's all but completely confirmed at this point. And then Christian Ritter, no, is it Christian Ritter? I mean, Christian, it makes sense. It might be Christian Ritter, uh, who was Jessica Jones, is rumored to come back as Jessica Jones in the She-Hulk series. I mean, how many times has Daredevil had to defend superheroes? He's defended Spider-Man before. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> And I mean, the fact is, you've literally got a story built in for Daredevil to show up because if you think about the fact that, I mean, at the end of Far From Home, what happens? Mysterio outs him as Peter Parker. So that's going to create several problems because, I mean, you look at most of the Spider-Man stories... And there's going to come this point where it's like, so Peter was taking pictures of Spider-Man for all these different things and making all this extra money. Because they even did that in a She-Hulk comic where apparently Peter came out with a book called Webs and tried to sell the book. 
But then the Bugle tried to sue him because they were like, well, technically, we own those pictures. We paid you for those pictures. We own the rights to the pictures. And the loophole was, is that, yes, you own the you own the rights to print the photos for your paper, but you don't own the rights to the photographer because Jonah, Jay Jonah never drew up a contract for Peter to come in and be an official photographer for the Bugle. Boom! Freelance. He was a freelancer. Because, because you were stingy. Because he was a freelancer, he could do a, a photo book of his work and he could not be sued by Joe, Jay Jonah. I love so, it. But she hoped not at all on that one. But, I mean, Daredevil's had defenses with him and different things, too. So it'd be interesting to see that. I don't know. I'm kind of glad if uh, the person who plays Jessica Jones comes in the She-Hulk series. My big problem is, again, with Jessica Jones, there was a lot of sex in that show. Yeah, there was. And, but, there again, Disney Plus is supposed to be adding a Disney uh, 18 section. I don't think they're going to be able to add the Netflix shows to it unless they eventually come up with a way to buy those shows from Netflix and to do it. Hey, I'll be honest with you guys, and I'm really sorry to say this, but like I know how much we all really like uh, Charlie Cox and hope that he makes it into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I really just want Punisher to show up in the MCU. You Damn. know, John. Uh, what's his last name? Is it John Berger? Uh, no, Burnthal. Burnthal. I, 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 I was thinking Berthanol. Yeah. I was like, is that some kind of, like, uh, like, contraceptive? <laughs> <laughs> Berthanol, take two beforehand. Or a marital, or some sort of marital aid pill <laughs> for the husband to take with his wife. Well, so secure I mean, some uh, babies. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rick, Rick Grimes should have been taking some Berthanol. Dum dum dum. Walking Dead. Walking Dead reference. There we go. Uh, really quick. I didn't know because I don't follow comics as they come out. Um, I didn't know that The Walking Dead had been done for a few months. The final uh, issue came out a while. Years. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they canceled it. Like Kirkman, basically, there was an issue. I think it was like one eighty nine or something like that, and they had other issues solicited past that point but the book came out when the book came out it was just like oh by the way and it literally had printed out a final issue of walking dead i wonder how it ended i hope it ended well no from what i was reading i could tell you but i don't want to spoil it because you probably want to read it in the future they just abruptly ended it and now it's funny because now of course they're making money off of it again because they're basically like oh well, we colored it so now we're going to resell it yeah they're they're making big trades now Oh, okay. They're selling the big trades because because The Walking Dead was uh, split up into like story arcs, right? And so now they're yeah. collecting those story arcs into trades. Okay, cool. And so like well, the, yeah, well they've been like like the farm, the, the prison for a while, but, yeah. Well, but they, they all have different names. Yeah, but they're actually doing a color version now. Yeah, they're so doing like they went color. back and started releasing from number one, and they're going back and re-releasing all of them in the same format and style as they did. The original books, but it's just their color. Well, yeah. since it's actually done, I'm probably a little bit more adamant about collecting them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the, the troublesome part with like long running series is that after a while, I want to stop collecting them, right? Because they're going to end up taking up so much space. That's why I like trades yeah. so much. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, you know, I picked up Invincible One because apparently, you know, uh, Amazon is doing their Invincible series sometime, I think, this year. And um, so I picked up Invincible One to trade. I picked up a bunch of random trades of Invincible for like a buck a piece at a con a few years ago. And I kind of got mad at myself because I was just like, I've, I've got to at least fill the gaps of this. Because it would be like, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12, 18... 21, 24, 32. Mm-hmm. It was like, like, it was in a grab box. It was basically like, dollar, dollar a piece. I'm going, wait, these trades are a dollar a piece? And they're like, yeah, I'm buying them now. I may never complete this collection. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm buying them now. Because I can't laugh. I can't walk away from this at a dollar a pop. There's no way. I could, but, you know... I don't buy comics anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, these are trades, but again, it, I, it, I, it really weirds me out. Like some of these series, is you didn't think, whoa, there's not that many books in the series, and it's like Invincible's been going on for a while. It's like, God damn it! <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Sandman. Sandman is a massive epic of a story in mm-hmm. the comics, but they've also released these big old hardback uh, copies. Mm-hmm. Full color, everything gorgeous. Those and I can see myself collecting. Comics, by the way, we're talking about the Vertigo title from DC, right? Not everybody would know that, so that's why I was just put okay, that out there. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so uh, Walking Dead, and it was like issue like one ninety three, I think, was the the last mm-hmm. one, and I was reading it, and it was all like Kirkman, the like. They, he was saying like uh, he had always planned on um, ending the series like really abruptly, like with no warning or anything, um, because he he said that the series has always been about like doing unexpected things, and they figured we're at the height of popularity with The Walking Dead, um, and he was all like, I could technically keep it going for like a hundred more issues or like two hundred more issues or whatever. Yeah. But it's just all like, um, I'm sure eventually I'd run out of like ideas and stuff. But I, I want to go out on my own terms, and so all right, it was respect. Just, I know, right? Respect. respect, yeah, respect for Kirkman for doing that. But I was checking it out because our mutual friend Kim yeah. was uh, she's she's watching the show, mm-hmm. and she's all like, "Hey, how long is the comics?" I was all like, "It's like a million issues," and yeah. then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, it ended like <laughs> ah. six months ago." Wow, just. Just yeah. final issue. There you go. So I was like, oh, okay. And they have done little one-shots. Yes, they which have. Which I find really interesting because DC's kind of taken that approach too. Like, I think by the time March is over, they've announced that there's only going to be about 36 titles coming out of DC monthly. Huh. Instead of the, at one point it was like 118, now we're down to 36. Which I still think is a big number, but probably a much more manageable number. Yeah. Right. But so, uh, it's going to be real interesting to happen. But they did a one-shot, I think, of something called, like, Negan Lives. Mm-hmm. It's like a one-shot Negan story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that. It's a prequel. Yeah. So, that'll be interesting. I mean, because if they're doing more one-shots and telling these isolated stories in the world of Walking Dead, then you're not making a super big commitment to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the thing when you collect the series. Like, what case of 
point. Last Ronin. Okay, it's five books. I'm done. Uh, unless they do a season, which, you know, depending on when they can get the, all the books out for Last Ronin, I mean, they may. You never know. Uh, Eastman and Laird have said that they've got other ideas. If this does well for them, which so far, I mean, it has, uh, you know, then there are other ideas they want to do coming back together to do them. You know, other stories and things. You know, perhaps prequels to the series and other Creating this whole kind of darker universe for the Turtles where them not being together causes a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, we'll see. You know, there, there's no guarantees. You know, as, as you guys spoke in wisely, you know, if the series falls apart and people aren't into it anymore, then, I mean, they may not do it. They continue to do the stuff they're doing with IDW mm-hmm. and move on. I did pick up the Jenica trade a few weeks ago. And I must say, I'm really enjoying her as a character. Mm-hmm. The whole purpose of her character arc in the series is that... Uh, at near the end of TMNT 100 that they did during IDW, a, mut- a, mut- a mutagen bomb blows up in the middle of New York. There's a huge portion of New Yorkers now that have become mutants. And there's kind of this wild civil war between the humans and the mutants. But then there's also an internal war because you've got the turtles who are kind of trying to keep the peace between both of them. But like the, a lot of the mutants don't respect the turtles because they're like, well, you were never human before you became mutants. You always were just animals who became mutant animals. If there was a cure for you tomorrow, you'd just be turtles. We'd be keeping you as pets. You don't have any humanity, really. So I like that story. I like that idea of kind of this whole... And of course, Jenica was human. But she became a mutant because of a blood transfusion from Leonardo. And so that's kind of that thing where she's torn between wanting to stay what she is versus trying to go back to what she was. That creates a lot of interesting uh, interesting thought space. So any last thoughts on Scarlet Witch and Vision? The Scarlet Vision. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing what it is that they do with the characters and uh, how the story unfolds. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I don't even know how many uh, seasons they're going to pump out for, and then you know call it good for the time being. Yeah, just like the Mandalorian. I think it's interesting. I hope that this seems to be the implied philosophy of the Mandalorian, and I hope it carries over to all these other shows. Is length and depth by personal definition the mandalorian was as long as it was in order to tell the story that it wanted to tell in a clean and concise way Mm -hmm. and i hope that that carries over to the other shows yeah yeah um but we'll see this friday Yep, this Friday, we get the first two episodes this Friday, by the way, if you're listening. So, you'll get the first two episodes this Friday, and then each week after that, you'll get one episode a week on Fridays. They'll go back to the regular format. 
they said with the time frame, they really wanted to go with a bigger, bigger thing, but they also wanted you to kind of pick up the sense that the first two episodes are going to be a little bit different than the rest of the season. That's why they put the two first two episodes together. Right on. So, find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, gentlemen, uh, let's wrap this up. Is there any any um, it, it, speaking of wrapping things up? So next week we will be coming together to talk about Hilda because Hilda is such a wonderful show. So I think we're gonna just do a real quick summation of season. I don't know. Do we want to do a summation of season one and then go into season two, or do we just want to kind of go into season two? I wouldn't mind just going straight into season two. So the next week we'll go into season two of Hilda. We'll just talk about it and this awesome little book from the, a different world than ours. I don't believe it was originally written here in America. I believe it was written elsewhere and brought to us. And Netflix picked it up as a series, started running it. And oh my gosh, it's fantastic. It's so good. So we'll be talking about Hilda next week. Uh, and that'll be fun and that'll be interesting. And so, but... Um, we appreciate you guys greatly listening to us. Um, continue to support us any way you can. Uh, the Facebook group at conversations dot 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 Facebook group, our fan group. Uh, please check us out there. We'll be doing other questions and things like that as it relates to different things and going from there. And uh, I got it. Here. I hope you're in. Um, that- Hilda is British. British. Okay. Well, you know, I should have thought about that. I don't know why it took me that long. Written and illustrated voice- by by uh, Luke Pearson. Okay, I've got to start getting some of those books. Like, I love the I love the designs, mm-hmm. like the character designs. I love the character designs. I love the, the voices. I love just I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's brilliantly done. And you want to know some? We will talk more about that uh, next week. All right. So, Rasco Bros, as always, thank you so much for being willing to come on with me and talk geeky and such. And of course. above all else, above all else, guys, do me a favor. Be blessed, be a blessing to somebody. Take care. <laughs>